Hi, welcome to another episode of Expanding Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first episode, welcome. If you are part of the community here, welcome back. If you missed out on the last episode, I got a chance to sit down and chat with Tiffany about mindset and money. I think that it is a great foundation for the conversation that we're about to have today. It is so interesting to me the role that our mind plays in our behaviors. So if you did not listen to the episode, please go back and give it a listen. Tiffany dropped a lot of gems. Today, I am sharing with you how I got out of the check-to-check cycle. Now, the reason why I'm doing this is because every time I make a post and say that you're able to go from check to check or you're able to save or do this and that as it relates to money, moms are always like, but how? Like my expenses are more than my income. And so I'm just like, I have to talk about this on the podcast. But before we jump into the episode, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Worthy. They help you get the most money possible for your jewelry, fast and risk-free. So instead of using the pawn shop or trying to sell online and just going through the hassle of doing all of that, their experts do it for you. They make sure that you maximize your earnings for your jewelry. So to learn more, visit worthy.com forward slash single black motherhood. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. I know you're probably wondering, well, Kim, what does it even mean to live check to check? It means that you don't really have anything left after you pay all of your bills. Now, granted, you might have very little, but it's not enough to even talk about. That's living check to check. You have either no savings or a very limited savings and you're just working to pay your bills. And I know that it doesn't feel good. And so I know that a lot of you that are listening would like to get out of this cycle. So I'm going to share with you how I did it. And I'll just give you a heads up. It wasn't overnight, okay? Like I had to commit to the process. And so if you're listening and you want to do this, say this with me. I am capable of ending the check to check cycle. One more time. I am capable of ending the check to check cycle. All right, (laughs) so I will give you a background story about my situation when I first started motherhood. A lot of you may already know this story, but if you don't, then I'm going to share it with you. When I became a mom, I was still in college and I was at the time waiting tables or being a server at a restaurant. And so I had no real job. I mean, it is a real job for some people. So let me not say that because some people, you know, that is their main source of income. So I was doing that, but you know, on a part-time basis. And so I was just trying to figure out how was I going to be able to take care of myself and a kid? Like I didn't know. And I talked to my friend at school and she actually said that they were hiring at her job. She talked to the 
HR manager there who was looking for an assistant and that was my first real job. <laughs> um, I mean, I keep saying real job. Well, you know, I was waiting tables and before that I was a cashier, but this was what I felt was my first like big girl job. And so I did that after I had my daughter McKinley and it just wasn't enough. I was making nine fifty five an hour and I was still waiting tables making two thirteen an hour. Granted, I did end up eventually living in low income housing and so I could pay the rent, but after I paid the bills, like I literally had nothing left and I was living off of credit cards. And one day I was just like this has to end. Like I cannot just live a life where all I'm doing is work, work, work. I'm barely spending any time with my daughter. I pick her up from daycare and then I have to drop her off with either her dad or a friend to, you know, keep her while I go to wait tables. And I just did not want that lifestyle for me for the rest of my life. <laughs> and so I was just like, what are the things that I can change, right? Like, what does my environment look like? So my environment did not provide a lot of opportunities for, quite frankly, single black moms that made money, but weren't below like the poverty levels, right? So I didn't qualify for food stamps or any of that because my income was I think right over the poverty line so I couldn't even get any help and I was struggling okay so I began to talk to some family members that lived in Houston and they were like oh yeah you know you could prosper here this and that and I started to do my own research and found that Houston was one of the best places for new graduates so here we are a year later and I'm just thinking about relocating because I did not see myself in a position to do more for myself or my daughter. And it just seemed like it could work. So fast forward, I had to shift my mindset, right? Because I knew that I was in control of my situation and I had to do something to change it, right? Like I had this child you know, her dad was contributing what he could, but we both had really sucky jobs and we were both in college and like he was finishing up, but he was going for his master's. He was still like living his life, doing his thing. But yeah, I felt like, you know, I'm working two jobs and what's next? You know, like I barely even have time to focus on anything else because I have her most of the time and then I'm trying to work to pay the bills. So I told myself, you are capable of breaking this check-to-check -check cycle. Like, you can do it. You just got to get out of here. So I talked to her dad at the time, and I just let him know that I would be moving. So six months later, I relocated to Houston, and I had to set an intention. My intention was to move to another city and earn more money because money is a tool, right? And it gives us opportunities and access. And I knew that this would not happen overnight, but <laughs> in my mind, I just thought I would immediately get a job because Houston is this big city. Lord, I had no clue of how these things actually worked. But I made a decision that I was gonna change my life. And so I think, you know, 
you have to decide that you're going to do whatever it takes to change your life. Like you have to get so tired of going through the cycle that you're going to do what it takes to change that. So I got to Houston and I wasn't finding a job, a job that I wanted, right? I wanted to be in healthcare. That's what I said when I left. I was going to work for a hospital. Well, I was working in HR when I left, and so I ended up going through a temp agency to work for an HR call center, and I basically helped people with their benefits. I was also still working my server job because the restaurant also was in Houston, and so I was able to make a little money. However, during this time, you know, I had been living off of credit cards in addition to working because my job only paid the bills. Like I had nothing left. I didn't really have a savings. Um, if I did, it was very little, like a hundred or two hundred dollars. And let's be honest, that doesn't do anything. Once I had that temporary job in Houston and I finally found a full time job in healthcare, I was like, Whew, I can breathe. However, I now have this apartment in addition to a car note because I left my car behind that I can't pay for. So what am I going to do to get this extra money? Because I can't keep using my credit cards as an emergency fund or as (laughs) extra money because it's not extra. Ended up looking for resources. So this is when I started to look for books and podcasts and Facebook groups that were talking about money. And I actually joined the Dream Catchers group. This is when the Budgetista first started it. Um, it's so popular now, but she started this group and she would talk about budgeting. She also started the Live Richer Academy. I signed up for that, even though, again, I didn't even have like extra money, but I knew I needed the knowledge. And so she talked about If you weren't in a good financial situation or if you were struggling, it's usually one of two things. You have an income problem or you have an expenses problem. And so I just thought that I had an income problem. I wasn't making enough money. (laughs) And so throughout, you know, writing everything down and learning more, I learned that I had a little bit of both. I had some things that I could cut out. And I also wasn't making enough money. I think at the time I was making $17 an hour. And like I said, I had rent, I had a car note, I had rental insurance, car insurance, I had the credit card bills, I had the personal loan. It was just so much that I was trying to do with little money. So I determined that I needed to get a second job, but... This time, I would not be able to be a server because I now was in a city where I did not have support, and so I didn't have anybody to keep my daughter. So it had to be work from home. And back then, work from home was not as popular as it is now. And so I just started like looking through Facebook groups and looking on Indeed. And I remember one post that this lady shared, and she was talking about how she started a company from home. And if anybody was looking to earn extra money, then to reach out to her. I didn't know if it was a scam or not, but I was like, let me just reach out to her 
we ended up connecting. She just so happened to be a single mom and she understood the struggle. She lives in Atlanta and I'm just so grateful for her to this day because, (laughs) you know, I needed the extra income. While we're on the topic of earning extra money, let's talk about hidden assets. I know we could all use some extra cash for the holidays or maybe just to pay some bills or take a vacation. Well, if you have some diamond jewelry or a luxury watch you're not wearing, you might be sitting on an asset that's more valuable than you ever thought. Today's sponsor, Worthy, can help you get the most money possible for your jewelry, fast and risk-free. Listen, when you partner with Worthy, they do all the work for you and their competitive auctions get you up to three times what a local jeweler would in as little as two weeks. The best part about Worthy is that you are in charge of what happens to your jewelry You set the reserve price, you approve the winning bid, and then you get paid. Yes, collect those coins. And if your item doesn't sell for the price you want, Worthy will send it back to you at no cost, fully insured. Now, you can visit worthy.com forward slash single black motherhood and get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. Again, worthy.com forward slash single black motherhood. Worthy, a better way to cash in on that hidden asset in your jewelry box. Now let's get back to this episode. I ended up working from home for about six months. And I'll just tell you that making more money does not automatically mean that you'll break the check to check cycle. Like it literally takes discipline and money management skills that a lot of us are not taught, okay? And I was still in the same spot that I was in when I first started working the second job. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this, but I don't want to go back to working a second job. I need to find another full-time job that can, you know, pay all of my bills, And so I set out on this journey to find another job, still staying in the hospital or still staying in healthcare. And I found a job that ended up paying me $5 more per hour. I didn't even negotiate because I thought, wow, like this is so amazing. Uh, You know, these people want to pay me $5 more per hour. Lord help me. (laughs) I'm like... Thinking back, I should have negotiated, but you know, we go through life and we learn and I really knew nothing about negotiation at that time, but nonetheless, I was finally able to breathe and it was at that point where I started to understand that I was isolated. I didn't really know anybody in Houston yet. I (laughs) was only talking to my friends who still lived in Mississippi And it was like barely because I was always working. But once I got out of that state of survival, like now I can pay all of my bills with one job and have a little left, I can do other things. So that was when I started thinking about 
community. Like I know I'm not the only person out here in the world that is a single mom that has relocated and trying to change her life. And so that is actually when I started the podcast, (laughs) literally on the floor of that crappy apartment. And it's crazy um, how your story can play out. But yeah, I started to look for other single moms who were doing what I wanted to do. And I got inspired and I got motivated. And when I got the first full-time job, I created a five-year plan for myself. I used sites like Glassdoor, Payscale, Indeed to see salaries of jobs I was interested in doing that would help me sort of climb up the ladder, if you will. From studying the industry, I was able to learn about the roles that were offered and I began to look at different job descriptions in addition to the salary to know what type of skills were required for me to be able to get those positions. And so I literally wrote the vision, made it plain. I was going to do assistant for a year and then I was going to do a specialist for two to four years, just depending on how things went. And I wanted to get my MBA. And so all of those things were a part of the plan. And I literally checked off every single thing. And by the time I finished, I had broken the check to check cycle. And so I just want you to understand is that it is a lot of work. Like you really have to work hard on your mindset. You really have to work hard on, you know, finding people that, have done this that you could see yourself in or you know constantly listening to you know things about money watching YouTube videos it's like you have to feed your mind because it's so easy to fall back in the trap of just putting something else on the credit card and not ever saving any money and also read books I have so many books on finances that I have read even personal finance for dummies in your 20s like I brought that book because I just felt like I was not getting anywhere so whatever it is that you need to help push you along do that and if you can't buy any books go to the library like get a library card it's free If you find that you are doing all of these things and something is still not working for you, then it's probably something in your mind and you need to get help from a mental health professional. So that may look like a therapist or a counselor. I'm going to share this with you because I never knew this back when I was trying to get my money life together is there are financial therapists out there. They are specifically trained in helping you get through those money blocks. There's also financial psychologists. uh, So if you find that, man, I can't do this on my own, I'm in community and nothing is still happening for me, then try and consult with a licensed financial therapist or a psychologist and they can help you get through whatever it is that is stopping you from making changes with your money. So I hope that from this, you can take away shifting your mindset and understanding that you are capable. There are so many single moms that have gotten themselves out of the check to check cycle and they are now thriving, right? They were once surviving just like you might be. 
you have to be intentional about creating a plan. Like, what does this look like for you? What is it going to take? How much money do you need? Really getting clear on your numbers, cutting out any expenses. Like, if you know that, you know, you might be laid off or something is happening, not buying clothes or not going places that (laughs) you know you need to be putting that money away. But again, it's about building that discipline, right? And understanding that it will pay off. And it's hard. It's hard to do because I know that, you know, I was struggling to survive, but yet I was still putting trips on credit cards. Like that was the one thing I was not giving up. Like I gave up getting my nails done, my hair done and this and that, but I did not give up travel. I was going to take one trip a year regardless. (laughs) And now it's just like, I understand. But back then, like you couldn't tell me otherwise. Like if I was going to struggle anyways, I might as well struggle to travel, but oh, thank God for growth. Okay. All that being said, I hope that you can take something away from this, right? You can break the check to check cycle too. It starts with shifting your mindset, understanding that you are capable, setting an intention and creating a plan. A budget is not a bad thing. Okay. It's literally a plan that shows you where your money is going. It is your income minus your expenses. Let's keep it simple. (laughs) You should be finding resources to help you carry out that plan. In addition to getting in community with those who are on a similar path or they've made it out and they don't mind giving back and helping those who are trying to get to where they are. That's literally all it takes. So I hope that you have been able to take some things away from this really understanding that It's more about your money management skills than it is about your income. You got to learn how to manage the money you have because it doesn't matter how much you make if you don't know how to manage it. Today, I am currently building up my emergency fund. I have a baby emergency fund. Um, I don't know how many of you follow Dave Ramsey, but he recommends $1,000 as your starter baby step number one, I think, but Honestly, as a single mom, $1,000 is not enough. That can't even pay my rent. It's very important for us as single moms to make sure that our four walls are covered, right? That's food, utility, shelter, and transportation. So because I paid off my car, I don't have to worry about a car note, but I am contributing to a car maintenance sinking fund because my car is paid off now. And I just don't know what might tear up. So I just want to be in a position to financially be able to cover that. And then your shelter. So being able to pay the rent, your utilities and food at the bare minimum. So can you do that for a month or two? I think starting there is a good place. If you listen to the episode from last week, Tiffany suggested as a single mom that we have six months of our income, right? And to some, that is a stretch. To me, that is a stretch, like where I am today. And so it's just like for me, (laughs) my baby step was to have enough to cover rent, utilities, and food for a month. So I started there and I am working my way up to three months of my four walls and then I will go from there. 
And so at the same time, I am also, like I said, building up my car maintenance sinking fund and saving up for retirement. I'm so glad that my housing is less than 25% of my take-home pay. I know for a lot of people, um, your rent can be like the thing that literally takes your budget out. If you can try to get that less than 30% of your take-home pay, that will do wonders for your budget. And so... I hope that me sharing my story and what I believe you need to do to end the check to check cycle has been helpful for you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I am on Instagram at single black motherhood, or you can shoot me an email. Hello at single Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.